Hello, this is Anthony Kaponovich, and you are now listening to Insatiable with your hosts, Lori and Smiley. Cheerio. What's up, Anchor? It is Lori, a.k.a. Loretta Child, the sex reporter and co-host of the Insatiable podcast with Smiley. So I wanted to ask you guys today, I have done this video where I went around on the street asking people if they would forgive a cheater. Would they give a cheater a second chance? You know what I'm saying? And I think... What surprised me was that a lot of people said yes. Um, And I've surprised myself because I used to be the person that was like, cheaters need to burn. And now I have, you know, since been in a relationship where I did forgive a cheater. And that is actually the ex where we split, split up the most amicably and we still get along. So I think there are circumstances under which it could work. But I really would like to hear what you guys have to say. The first and probably most difficult thing about staying with the cheater is that it's a very lonely experience because it's it's very frowned upon i feel like you get a lot of judgment from the people who love you because they mean well and they don't want you to stay with someone who's been unfaithful or who has lied to you and so a person who stays with a cheater knows better than to go around telling everyone that their man cheated on them or that their woman cheated on them because it makes them look like a fool so it can be lonely in that if you're smart about it you'll limit the number of people you tell and therefore limit the number of people who hate the partner that you've decided to stay with despite philandering. And you need to kind of do that if you want to protect um, your relationship and have the best possible chance of actually getting over the cheating. I don't think I've ever met or seen a situation where some friend has confided in, in their group of friends or vice versa in some type of unfaithfulness and for that group of friends to not be like no don't stay with him blah blah blah. you're being stupid how could you do this to yourself you know you should this you know have some self-respect and all that stuff and as well as they mean um they just you know it just it's just very isolating to be the only person fighting for what you want and then eventually you start thinking like why am i even fighting anyway and that that outside external pressure starts tainting the process you don't really know what you want anymore is it because you're, you're starting to think like, am I stupid? Am I stupid for staying? And look, the answer is nobody can tell you what you're smart or stupid for. You need to decide what you want for yourself. And there are cases where people have forgiven cheaters and lived happily ever after. It's not like it's impossible, but it's on you to decide if you want to do that. I would like to hear whether you guys have been on either side of this question and how you dealt with it. I mean, for me, um, now that I've grown up a little bit, <laughs> And I, I see the various aspects of cheating. I see that it's not always a black and white situation. I, you know, when, I, when a friend comes to me, what I try to make sure to do as her friend and as someone who cares about her is to say, what do you want? I ask her the right questions. I ask her questions that she may not be asking herself. I try to get at what the essence of it all is, not what other people think, because that's always part of the conversation, not, um, you know, whether she'll be able to, to get with somebody else because the answer is always yes. Um, so I always say, what is it that you want? Do you really love this guy? It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. If you want to try again, you could try again and you could quit after that if it still doesn't work or if he cheats again. But that has to be what you want. And no one's going to judge you for it. If they do, fuck them. Fuck them because I got your back. And that is what I think real friends should do. Uh, not that if you don't do that, you're not a real friend. But if you are a real friend, maybe you should consider um, that more respectful way of trying to help your friend out instead of trying to dictate 
what they, you know, what it is that they decide to do with this very difficult situation in their life. I think a lot of times we, when in looking out for the people we love, we don't respect their choices. It's kind of like, um, not just friendships, but like parents do that. Parents will look at their kids and let's say their kid says, I don't want to go to college. I want to be an artist or something like that. It sounds stupid to the parent and the parent does have more experience. This is true, but maybe, you know, Sometimes we need to, if the kid is, if, if you're talking to a 16 year old is different than when you're talking to a 26 year old or something. And if you're a 26 year old or your 36 year old is saying, Hey, you know, um, I, I, I think I want to take my life in a different direction. It's not on you to be like, you're, you're a dumbass. Don't do that. I know what's better for you. You need to say like, well, you're 36. Now I have confidence that I raised the proper, you know, uh, a person who, who can look out for themselves and good luck to you because I respect you. That's, that's, that's a different kind of love that a lot of people don't learn. When it comes to forgiving cheaters, I feel like there's two types of people. There's the people who, um, who might forgive the one time or even twice, but for like some reason, like maybe they've just had 20 years of marriage or something and they can't, you know, they, they just see beyond it and they want to try to work it out. But they also, you know, draw a limit and they're like, all right, well, I believe you when you say you were lying this once and you're not going to lie again. All right. Um, that's, I think everyone's gone through that. Anyone who's forgiven a cheater has that thought process. And that's what I was talking about in the last segment. Like there are lots of reasons why a person might want to forgive a cheater. And sometimes you just got to respect it. But the other kind of cheating forgiveness is like people who will do that same thing and go through that thought process like five, 10, 15, 20 times, even more with serial cheaters. And every single time, they will flip out the che- force the cheater to make all kinds of promises that they know that everybody knows they're never going to keep and they'll just keep going like that and what i think i've mentioned this on other stations i think that at a certain point we have to call it i mean there are there are people i don't believe that cheaters are always cheaters but i do believe that if a person shows you that they're always going to be a cheater you have to believe them If at the end of the day, you realize that you are the person who is going to stay with your partner, despite the fact that they cannot be monogamous, then that's the day that you need to maybe think, well, maybe I am just that person who's willing to be with in a polyamorous relationship. Maybe I want to go out and and maybe we want to have an open relationship and I can do what I want. Or maybe I, I, I don't want to, but I love this person so much that I'm willing to accept the fact that they can't seem to commit to one person and at that point um you know maybe you can work something out and that it doesn't have to become an epic fight and stress in your life and every single time you catch them you know for it to be heartbreaking you know what i mean why put yourself through that and also why put yourself through the danger like if you can regulate it a little bit as in set some rules and say listen i clearly you have a problem clearly you you Or maybe not a problem, but clearly you just need to be with other women. But the lying is a problem. So we need to solve that part. And if we're going to stay together, I need you to stop lying to me. Let me know when you're with another woman or with another man. Is it possible to do that? I mean, this is the type of we start getting into a a territory that's non-traditional relationship. And you might face some judgment with that. But wouldn't it be much easier to face that judgment if you and your partner were in it together than if you had to do it all by yourself and have to, you know, go through all that emotional craziness every time um, your partner steps out when you know that it's just a matter of time before your partner steps out again. Um, maybe I'm totally off base here, though. I mean, I know cheating is an emotional topic. I know that a lot of people feel very strongly against forgiving cheaters. So let me know what you guys think. But also just imagine if you had an open line of communication about 
you know, sleeping with other people. You can also make rules like you need to wear protection every single time. I don't care what it is. And you need to get tested regularly. No, I don't care no matter what. Um, there, there are ways to protect yourself then if everything's out in the open and if people aren't lying to each other. And probably the best benefit, if you're going to stay with the person anyway, that is, um, I personally wouldn't, is that you don't have to live under constant, like, you don't have to be in a constant investigation as the investigator. Because the most stressful thing about being with a cheater who's not telling you what they're doing is that you have to suspect everything that they say. You can't trust them for anything. And you need to be like snooping around all the time. That is not a way to live. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible way. Like life is too short to spend your time constantly thinking that the person who you've chosen to be your life partner is betraying you. So, so, so I guess what I'm saying is these are possible ways that you can avoid that if you decide to stay. Now, whether or not you want to be that person who decides to stay, that's on you. You need to decide that. Um, I'm, I'm the kind of person who, like, like I said, I've forgiven a cheater, but I'm not going to do it again. I don't plan on it. I don't, I don't enjoy, I like being in a monogamous relationship, but I don't enjoy being with a person who can't, um, even no matter how much I love them. I've done that once and I don't need to do it again, but that decision was for me to make and your life is, you know, your decisions. So for those of you who haven't heard about it, there is a station called My Anchor Intro, and they are promoting different stations on it every day so people can find topics that they might be interested in, what's going on around Anchor, and things that they might not naturally be exposed to. And today, they have uh, uh, published a call-in from me, so I'm just going to echo it in a second, and you guys can go check out My Anchor Intro if that's your thing and you're interested. Hi, this is Lori. This is the girl who comes on to Anchor every day and posts random questions about sex, dating, and relationships, ranging from things that are pretty PG-13 to things that can get kind of raunchy, I guess. Um, I host the station with Smiley, who is a co-host on the Insatiable podcast, and Anchor is where we collect comments, questions, um, topical conversation about things that we're going to cover in future podcast episodes. Smiley is a former editor for XXL Magazine, and I'm a former Wall Street Journal reporter. And I'm also founder of a website called thesexreporter.com, where I write about news and different subjects related to sex from a journalistic standpoint. But our podcast is really more about entertainment and fun and really just kind of like a 20 to 30 minute conversation every week with like your two pervious friends who never will judge you for what you think and really are just up for open discussion. So Jasmine's talking about something on her station today that I think actually kind of relates to what I said in my last segment, and I'll explain why afterwards. First, I'm going to echo it. As far as our topic for today, I think what Jasmine is saying about put up or shut up is really is really interesting. I mean, she's talking about from a friend's perspective. She's saying that if you are the friend who needs to listen all day to the same problems that a person has with their relationship, it gets tiring because at, at a certain point, it's apparent that you don't want to help yourself. I think this applies to what we're saying today because if you're going to forgive a cheater, there's, there's, there is a bad way to do that. If you're going to forgive a cheater and, and then also be upset about the cheating constantly and never get over the cheating, you're not really forgiving the cheater. You're just bringing more problems into your life for yourself and for the cheater that you're staying in a relationship with. At a certain point, you got to decide if you want to just put yourself out of your misery and put that person out of their misery by just cutting ties or decide that, you know what, I'm going to forgive this person and I've really just got to let it let it go. 
So, I mean, when it comes to forgiveness, I think that that part gets forgotten a lot. I mean, people can stay with cheaters all they want, but if you never forgive, you're just living a life full of vengeance and a life full of misery. That's why I think it's important to whatever your decision is to stick to that decision, but make the decision with both both eyes open. Know what you're getting yourself into. Know if you can handle it. And hey, if you are the person who has been the cheater, you should also know if you can handle the, the constant judgment. I've been on both sides of this, actually. I did have a relationship that ended with me cheating. I think that my ex also had cheated on me during that relationship, but I was the last person to cheat. And in the end, he couldn't get over it. He wanted to. He wanted to stay together. He wanted to figure out a way to forgive and forget. But it became very obvious that he was never going to forget. And it was his right. I don't have any excuses for what I did, but I also knew that I did not want to spend my life with a person who would harbor this like hate for me forever and that every fight we got in would end up with, well, you cheated on me. That's just, it's, uh, it's not, it's not healthy and it's not worth it, at least not to me. But if it is worth it to you, maybe, you know, you got to work it out. But if it is worth it to you, I would recommend truly, honestly, putting a good faith effort in trying to forget. What do you guys think? Next up, we have where the anchor holds on answering the question of the day. Lorian Smiley from Insatiable. What's up? This is Michael Paul Jess from where the anchor holds. Firstly, I would ask myself, if if she cheats on me, would I lower my standard and then cheat on her because, hey, that's where she set the bar. It's very destructive and I think that's a terrible thing. Uh, so am I strong enough to maintain my standard? Secondly, do I believe her when she says she's not going to do it again? If she's not going to do it again, I think perhaps I can get over this. It's going to take time for healing. Uh, it's, it's dicey. Uh, and then... Um, like I would just hope that friends and family are supportive of my decision, even though they may not agree. Uh, but hey, if this is going to be something that happens over and over and over again, then the friends and family need to say, hey, uh, kick that girl to the curb and you need to move on with your life. That is such a valid point because there is a human temptation for like not necessarily retribution. Like maybe you're not doing it as a way to get back at your partner. But when you are tempted, you'll have a lot less of a reason to stay faithful, right? So that's a very good point. Um, And yeah, I think that's an important question for people to ask if they ever are in that position and if they want to be in that potentially vicious cycle. Thanks for calling in. Hey, what's up, guys? Just wanted to answer that question. Um, For me, I would have to say um, no, I wouldn't be with a cheater because... Um, after being married, I had some weird uh, revelation about myself that um, if I'm ever knowingly cheated on, I'm probably going to cheat back. I don't know why, but I I just feel that in my gut. So I'm going to have to say no, couldn't be with a cheater. <laughs> That's a good point. I think that when deciding whether or not we can put up with something, it's not just about whether we have drawn a clear boundary and whether, for example, cheating is okay with us. It's partially also knowing ourselves and knowing how we might react to something. So it's a really good point to say, well, even if I wanted to take someone back after cheating, 
I wouldn't trust myself uh, to react positively or to, you know, carry that relationship forward after the fact. And it's a really good consideration because that is one of the things we really need to think about when the situation arises. That said, I mean, I also I also am a person who has changed my mind about this topic. And I used to feel very strongly about never forgetting a che- forgiving a cheater, never staying with a cheater um, and no exceptions at all. And now I, I, I see that I feel like there is always a gray area and there's always nuances to every situation that needs to be considered on a case by case basis. It probably would have been easier for me to deal with some of my feelings over, you know, over the years if I had been more open to flexibility on myself and like knowing that, well, this is my boundary, but that boundary maybe can move under certain circumstances. And then I wouldn't have like to I wouldn't have to deal with the conflict of having a partner that cheated on me in addition to another conflict that's like a war within myself over what my principles are, you know. I mean, I think ultimately our principles should just be at the very core. How can we move forward and be happy? And if we can be happy together, great. If we can't, we really just can't. So thank you for the call in. I think um, I think the lesson here is like we should definitely know ourselves very well, but also be open and flexible to the possibility of change. Next up is Dewan calling in about cheaters and the question of the day. And Dewan, just FYI, I'm out right now, so I can't respond right away, but I will later on. I just wanted to put your call in out there. Cheaters. Uh, would I be able to be with a cheater? Still give it another chance? I think I would. I think I'd be able to do it a couple of times, maybe once. Like, give it an honest go, and if it happens again, I just would bounce. Because... I'm, I compartmentalize my feelings efficiently, almost too efficiently sometimes. So uh, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think I'd be able to be the person constantly making excuses and reasons why, you know, trying to make things better. I just would cut it off if it got too crazy. But um, if I, me and that person put a lot of time in, we got a lot of love there, then... Uh, It'd be foolish not to look past mistakes, you know, fucked up things, decisions we make, because we're human at the end of the day. But my human ass will leave if you do it one too many times. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, if somebody's going to do it all the time or do it, be a serial cheater, that's too difficult to live with. Because there's one thing that I prize in my relationships, and that's trust and loyalty. You know what I'm saying? Mistakes happen, but it's not even so much about the person having sex with another woman, which I used to care about way more for me. Now it's more about the lying and the deceit and being basically disrespected and made out to be stupid. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's pretty easy to figure out if you're close enough with somebody, it's pretty easy to figure out when something's going on. You may not know exactly that they're stepping out, but they start acting a certain way. And when you feel distant with somebody and they're not telling you why that for me is enough to, make me cut it off that's the way I am now like I said though I've made exceptions in the past but now I'm just at a point in my life where I'm like I'm good by myself and because I prefer to be a a monogamous if we are in a committed if I'm in a committed relationship I'd rather that commitment to be something that I can trust and if I if I get to a moment where I don't trust it I don't even need proof I'm just out um and that was my big mistake with my first relationship during which I was very much against cheating and I think I was cheated on and then I eventually cheated, but that's a whole other story. Um, 
But, you know, I was always waiting to catch. I was waiting to catch him. I was suspicious all the time. I was jealous all the time. He lied about not just cheating, but all this random shit all the time. And I just did not trust him. And I stayed way too long because I don't know what I was waiting for. We were in love. Yes. And I was afraid to leave. And I was just waiting to catch him in the act or something. And that shit was never going to happen. It never, ever happens the way you want it to happen. That's another thing, too. I think I might have to uh, record a segment on that. But thank you, as always, for sharing your opinion to Zwan. My biggest mistake when I felt that I was cheated on was making every excuse in the book not to leave him. And I didn't feel like I was staying with a cheater. What I convinced myself was of was he's still denying it. And so the only way, what, what I really just need right now, what I need in my life is to walk in on him doing something fucked up. And at that moment, that will set me free and I'll be able to say, fuck off, I'm done with this. And that was a mistake. I was young. I was 19 years old when all this was going on. I was with the guy until I was well into my 20s. But we started out when I was about 19, 18, 19. And I think he did a lot of shady shit. I mean, if I never proved it and I was just waiting for that perfect moment. And that's 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 the thing that I kind of wanted to record on because I feel like a lot of us that have been victims of cheating or have been cheated on, lied to, stuff like that in relationships. We have this fantasy of it playing out like in the movies, like coming home early from work by accident and catching them in bed with each other or finding out in his text messages that he's making plans to go see somebody or he's talking to somebody that he's not supposed to be talking to and whatever. Um, it's, It's almost never that clear cut and dramatic. It's always just a slow burn of like, lying and suspicion and trying to catch somebody in the act and all this stuff and you know for me I was literally fantasizing about catching him like as in I would dream about it I would think about ways that I might accidentally run into him it was crazy you know what I mean and it wasn't a healthy way for me to live you know it didn't make him happy not that that mattered in that situation I mean he was just doing whatever it is he was doing he was young too you know what I mean I don't even really blame him like we were both young and immature and I I my big mistake was ultimately just waiting for that fantasy to come true and then allowing myself to tolerate shadiness and lying until eventually our entire relationship just fell apart seven years later and probably three years too late So my message here is, even though earlier I was talking about, you know, people should just be left to stay with cheaters if that's what they want. I think that there is this other aspect of it where sometimes we stay with cheaters because we're waiting for something that's never going to come. And if anybody out there is listening and feels me on this, like share your story, too, because I think we can all benefit from hearing it from someone like I don't know if it would help me, honestly, if somebody had told me told me exactly this, but I now that I'm 34, I know that no matter how much I'm into a guy, if I'm in a relationship and I'm not happy, I I don't need a reason to leave. I don't need more of a reason to leave than the fact that I'm not happy. If a guy's acting shady and I think he's cheating on me, I don't need to catch him red handed. I don't need to see the text messages. I don't need to look through his emails. All I need to know is that I feel like shit. I feel insecure and I'm not the type of person to feel insecure. I'm not the type of person um, to be on a guy all the time trying to wonder what he's doing and all that. I don't micromanage people. I don't try to control people. And so if I start turning into that person, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He's turning me into a monster and I don't want to be a monster.
I'd rather be by myself. And that's my personal decision. So I'm going to stick to that. And that I think makes it a lot easier for me now. So my last relationship, the breakup was, I mean, of course, we had an argument, but it was pretty mature. There's no bad blood there or anything like that. We just realized that we had reached the end of the line and we were not willing to tolerate certain things about each other anymore. And we cut it off. You know, um, there was no like there was no like sticking on for too long, like cheating on each other, waiting to see if somebody was betraying the other person. Like, fuck that shit. We do not need to let it get to that drama. We have to be grown ups and and call the relationship what it is. Try to solve our problems or walk away from them. Hey, what's going on? Kevin Joseph from the K Joe Show and Lori. I just checked out your podcast and I really like the content of how open you are and really the sex topic. It's really, really dope that you know you're so open and then from there you're getting uh, other opinions, other people giving their insight about the sex, the topic of sex. And um, the fact that you just have so many different topics about it is super, super dope. And just want to call in just to really just share my appreciation for your show so hope you keep doing great things keep putting out amazing content and i hope to keep hearing from you soon thank you kevin i really appreciate this um i don't actually usually play these types of call-ins because you know they go around a lot on anchor but yours sounded really sincere and i hope it was um so i hope that you will call in soon as well and share your opinion because the open discussion part is honestly key for the whole reason why we started this it's like i think that the discussions of sex generally in media are very like focused on what's normal and what everybody thinks when in fact everybody actually thinks something a little different so my mission with like my website which is separate from this podcast thesexreporter.com is really to just showcase the fact that sex is a very diverse topic everybody has a different opinion about it everybody has different preferences and different ways that they want to live their life and we should make it okay for people to talk about that so um this work is even though it's silly sometimes and it's meant to be entertaining it's actually really really important to me so thank you for recognizing that and to finish off the day we have a very special call-in from momac himself who has chosen to finally call in after i don't know how long momac why don't you ever call anymore hey Lori mo here so i checked out that cheating vid that you did the one about cheating what people think and I gotta tell you I guess it's gonna be a little bit different from when you're younger and older and kind of like you had a change of heart and the situation's different and all that shit but I would be fucking pissed I would be extremely because my equipment's still good I'm, I'm good I'm good I'm straight up in 10 seconds so it ain't I'm, I'm always ready for sex so <clears throat> The problem is she ain't getting enough sex and attention. That's that's bullshit. Cause I'm always ready. So I'd be like, fuck that. What you mean you ain't like? I could understand if I was tired, all worn out, not trying to give her any. But girl, shit, I am always ready. So it would catch me as a surprise, and it would hurt my pride. God, honestly, if I was, and I'm talking about the full package. Wait, let me continue. I'm talking about the full package. I mean. I got the quick tongue, boy. I'm I'm good for hours. My jaw, mm, no, no, I do not get tired. I'm ready to work, ready to work. <sighs> Digits are good. Fast fingers are still working. Mm, mm, mm. I, I I just can't get enough. 
So I'd be surprised. But obviously it would mean there she's looking for something else or something's wrong. So again, if the cheating happens, I'd have to uh, be looking internally and see what the fuck I'm doing wrong to make that happen. And on a side note, I hear even, I, well, here, I saw you in the comments talking about editing and stuff like this. And girl, the video was edited well. I can't, I don't see any problems. Uh, it had a good feel. It was great, actually. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, Momak, I don't know if you realize, but this is actually the second time that you have answered a question like this with the most sensible answer in terms of like what your first reaction would be. And that is to look within yourself first. Like, it takes a very special amount of, like, self-awareness. And I think this is something, like, we all have to exercise. And I know this intellectually, but I don't always, you know, I don't always act on it. But when things go wrong in our relationships, we're so fast to point fingers. And this is for any relationship. It's family, friends, romantic relationships. But whenever things go wrong, the first thing you think about is what the other person has done to you. And um, how you've been victimized or how you've been hurt. You know what I'm saying? And I think what you're saying is really significant because the best thing we could possibly do is be like, wait, what is the big picture right now? Like, what has happened to us? Like, what has happened in your relationship? And that's not just on the other person and what the other person has done to you. And when we talk about cheating, it's very easy to point that finger because everybody hates cheaters. I mean, cheaters are liars at the end of the day. Nobody likes liars. But you know, things never happen in a vacuum. And so even though a cheater could very well be a total asshole, it's also just as likely that maybe there are were lots of uh, wrong decision, decisions made along the way that led to a chain of events. Not to say that it's your fault when someone cheats on you, but something happened. I mean, if you're with the cheater to begin with, that's your mistake too, you know? You didn't see the signs or whatever the case may be. Um, and of course, the point isn't to say, let's let's blame it on everyone or even to blame it on anyone. I'm just saying that sometimes blame is not the answer. The answer is to look at the situation, look at the forest for the trees. So thanks for that answer. And thanks also for watching that video. Um, I mean, I think videos can always improve. Obviously, like I could up the production value if I had an actual studio to work in and all that. But I do love vid making videos. I do love YouTube. And to tell you guys the truth, Anchor has been taking my time away from it, which is not a good thing. And I might have to dial it back on Anchor a little bit at some point. But we'll see how that goes. I'm trying to figure out my schedule. But anyway.